Hey, pop stars. Welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is brought to you by Family Affair Cleaning Services. Got a mess you need cleaned up? Allow us to take care of it for you. If you need someone, <clears throat> excuse me, something done up, we'll get the job done nice and neat. For more information on all our packages of service, check us out at familyaffair.clean. Mention the wind down and get a discount. Huh. Tammy, you ever need cleaning services? You ever think about hiring a cleaner? Um, I don't never need somebody <clears throat> done up, so no. Never? No. Not enough to uh, hire someone to do it for me. Oh. Well, I, you know, I'd always <laughs> like someone to come clean my house. You know, never know. Have someone on standby to help you clean up, your, you know, those messes that get made. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, this week we meet Gil Baksun. A single mother trying to balance the demands of a busy career, all while trying to bridge the gap with her teenage daughter. Both mother and daughter recognize that other is going through something, but aren't quite sure how to get them to open up and talk about what is troubling and troubling them and causing a chasm in their relationship. Tammy, what did you think of Gil Boxun or Kill Boxun? Was it a killer family drama or a death by a thousand cuts? Um. You said a death by a thousand cuts? Yeah, like, think about, like, a paper cuts, like, slow, painful. Oh, shit. Um, I would say it gave me um, John Wick vibes. Uh, she was kicking ass. She was kicking ass. She definitely earned her nickname of Kill Boxoon and that she was the best in the business and nobody could beat her. So it was really enjoyable to um to watch. Like at first I was just like, wait, what is going on here? But I got into it and you realize like the nuance of some of the scenes. So I enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I always love a great uh story and I, I always love a good action flick, um, especially one with a kick ass female protagonist. And like you said, there was some nuance in the story and I so I love the take on it. Um I love that her relationship dilemma wasn't about how to balance the her life um, and the person she was trying to keep safe and live this secret life from wasn't a man. You know, it wasn't about that type of relationship. It was about the person that she loved the most, her daughter, and trying to keep her safe. And, um, you know, and her daughter's at that age where she's going through her own just teenage drama and her teenage shit and trying to figure out everything, you know, who she is, who she wants to be, um, dealing with the darkness that's within her and not quite sure where it's coming from. Like, it, it they did a really, really good job with all of that. So um, I, I, I love that, you know. And I also love, you know, I ain't mad at her for, being, for getting her cougar on with the young hottie, you know. <laughs> Um, so Gil Boxon was just kick ass, like she was goals. I'm like, shit. So, you know, I figure, like, when I watch movies, I either think in the next life I want to be one or two type of people. I either want to be the badass assassin or the badass spy. So, 
yeah i i know there's i know there's a big chasm between the two like a big stretch but you yeah. know um i could do either or i could do either or um sometimes the assassin is the spy you never know but um yeah so i i just i love the storytelling and i love the different take and you're right it did give um it did give john wick vibes um so what did you think about her daughter in a relationship like did you did you like that at first yeah go ahead i'll ask him a question at time (laughs) (laughs) um see i always have the mindset of just like the culture that i grew up in like i my my first thought is always her daughter needed her ass beat right like that's always my first thought like she needed a black mama beating um but then when you really think about it and their culture and you know just um her job and how she was raising her daughter which was different from how she was raised um i liked her daughter because i don't think necessarily it was her daughter having like darkness in her i think it was more on her being just a teenager like i felt like that is teenagers today like she was so angst is it angsty yeah she was so angsty like oh my gosh and i was just like girl if you don't get did you just slam the door oh like that that was my mindset um but i will say i was cheering for her daughter when she stabbed that boy in the neck i was like give her an award go take her out for some ice cream give her some ice cream okay because that little boy deserved it he deserved to be taken out i'm just saying but um overall if i just take away like my um mindset of like culture um i liked her daughter i did like her daughter she was a typical teenager Excuse me. Sorry. Felt like I was going to have to, felt like we might have to stop and start over, edit that part out. Felt like I was about to belch. Excuse me. Sorry, pop stars. Um, But uh, I agree. Like, at first I thought, God, and I guess that's where the nuance comes in, because at first I thought, oh, gosh, we have another angsty, emo, annoying ass kid, right? (laughs) And I was just like, fucking hell. Um, come on (laughs) yeah like no and then like that's and like I said this is where the nuance comes in because you realize her daughter like I love the B story with her daughter how they gave her her own life her own set of issues and you actually understood the angst it wasn't just about her being um going having her first love and her first heartbreak it was really about her figuring out who she was like you know, her trying to find a way. And when she figured out that, okay, this isn't just a fling with my best friend who is a girl. It's not just us um, pretending or, um, you know, doing it because it's cute or just because we want to experiment. Like, I really do like girls. I'm really gay. Then how do I, uh, next thing is, how do I tell this to my mom? And so, you know, that that angst was a lot of it was coming from her living with that secret or carrying the weight of that around with her. Because after she told her mom, if you notice, it, it she kind of came into, she kind of became a different person. Like it was, it was just like, wow, like this whole weight, you could just see like the weight had been lifted and it took something, it took some of that tension away from their relationship you know she also knew that her mom was uh, was holding something back from her and it wasn't just the typical parents don't tell their kids everything shit 
you know, it was real, she could tell it was something deeper. And, and so I, I, you know, I, I did, I, once you really got into her daughter's story, I loved her daughter too. And I thought, wow, I, I, I love the way that they did it. Um, the, the way they told the story. And I agree with you, homeboy needed his, like she did good. <laughs> like she, she did good because isn't it, didn't they say if she would have just hit the artery a little bit differently, he would have bled out or something like she, she did on really, purpose. Like, yeah. And I guess, you know what? I'll take back my words. So she had the skill of her mother because like you could see from the jump, her mother had the skill from when she was very young because it was beaten into her by her father. And so I think that she had the same like personality and skill set that her um, mom had. And especially of the person who I feel, and I guess we'll talk about this as we go along, who was her father. Like, you know, she, she, she had, she had that vibe. She definitely had that dark vibe. So I take yeah. my words on and, that. Yeah. And, and that's, and part of it was, you know, you could tell there was something else because the way she was just so naturally drawn to the violence, you know, and death, like the, the way she talked about it. And especially when at one point before she stabbed him, when she just straight up told him, I'm going to kill you. Like you do it and I'm going to kill you. Like where she just whispered it so subtly in the ear mm-hmm. and you knew it wasn't, je- you knew it wasn't in jest. Like, uh, like, I, like we tell some kids, like you do that, I'm going to kill you. Right. You knew it wasn't just her being hyperbolic. It was like, Oh shit. <laughs> like she really, like you always got the feeling she was her mama's daughter. Definitely. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and um, how do you like just kind of since we're on it, the subject? Um, I, I love the realistic way that they handled her mom. Um, when she found out, you know, she she went through those stages, it was like she was in shock, and then she asked a question, like, Why did you tell me? And I think her daughter was it this or something else where she said. Would I've had to tell you that I liked boys, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And she goes, would, well, would I've had to tell you that I liked boys? And, and then she was like, and her mom goes, well, are you sure you're that way? Are you sure it's not just a phase? Like, and I felt like, you know, in all honesty, those are very realistic questions that parents would ask. Yes. You know? Um, and so I loved how, her mom, her mom just kind of went to work or went to hang out at the cafe or whatever. She made an excuse to go because she just needed time to process it. And, you know, and when she processed it, she, she, she was still a little in shock about it. But then I remember when her, they got into it again or something and her daughter goes, well, should I have not just told you would you like? And her mother's like, no, don't you ever hide who you are from anybody. Be who you are. You know, I love you who, no matter who you are. And I was like, okay. And, you know, and it was like, and I love that because it's not like, like you said, based on the way she grew up, you could, you, I could tell she really tried and she really loved being a mom. And it was like, it seemed like that they were just at that, that typical mother, daughter, teenage phase where you have that naturally drifting apart type of thing where, you know, teenagers are just going to teenage and she couldn't figure out how to get through this teenage phase of the mothering game. <laughs> you know because she she was just she was I mean it was funny she was just frantic about like she was just talking to people about like the first guy she was going to kill 
um, when, when she was in Tokyo and she was killing that guy, she was talking to him about her daughter. He was like, she was like, let me tell you a story. Story. <laughs> and, and then they told you, was like, you know, I'm going to give you a fair shot because my daughter said it. So um, I'm going to give you a fair chance. Yeah. That's how you do. <laughs> and then, you know, her little cougar piece, her little cub piece, she's helping him. She goes, it wasn't even her scene to clean up. And she's there, like, just, you know, lending moral support or whatever. Like she, it's like you went to go visit your boo on the job. Uh, and she, said, she had nowhere to go. She needs to talk to somebody who, who she could be honest with. And, you know, no matter how she acted, she knew she could honestly have a conversation with him and tell him her feelings about what was going on um, and not have to, like, hide that from him. Yeah, but, I mean, and, but it just seems so natural. It's like, she just sitting here. This motherfucker's cleaning up a dead body. Like, he's cleaning up a whole scene. And she's sitting there talking about her daughter. So, it, I mean, and Zachary, you could tell that she really, really loved being a mom. And she really loved her daughter. And it was just like, you know, so it, it just seems so normal. And I and I love that. So what does that say about me? But, yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know. But I love, I also love, I loved her circle of friends. I love the whole little cafe scene where the assassins from the different companies would get together and they would come and they would talk. I guess he, the dude was a retired assassin who owned it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they would go and they would just talk about the scenes and they would talk about the problems at their job. And at first I'm like, because when they first start mentioning that scenes and cleaning up and the production and all that, I'm like, do they not know what she does? Do they think the, do they think she's in the news or something? <laughs> like, and then you kind of just get that that's what they're talking about. That's okay. They're all in the same business. They actually know who she is. And that's the first time we hear her. We hear her nickname is Gil, is Killboxing. Um, so I love that because, you know, she, she was a straight up killer. Yeah. Um, did you like her little friends and her little the cafe of killers? I don't know what to call them. The killer, the kill club? Like, what would you call them? I mean, like, I, I guess her merry bandits of killers, assassins? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, um, Lady and the killers? Like, I don't know. We'll come, yeah, we'll but I really something. didn't pay attention to them or they didn't really register in my head until that amazing scene where um, they ended up um, deciding to betray her in order to get hired in um, her company, uh, and that's when I was just like, "Oh shoot!" Like, no, they're 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 actually like really assassins as well. Because before, when she was talking to him, you would think like she, like like you said, she was the only one who was truly an assassin, and the rest of them they knew what she did because they were maybe in the in that world, but I just didn't think of along the lines of they were also assassins like her um, or th that, you know, they had the same job as her, you know, thinking they were of that world, but not necessarily in the world. And so it wasn't until um, the psycho sister made that deal with them and she was like, okay, well, if you're going to come, come. And I was like, Oh shoot! No, they really. Oh, okay, they're really active. Like these are active assassins. Because I thought they were like the other dude, where none of them worked for any company anymore. I didn't realize they were all active, except for the dude who owned the cafe. Oh yeah, um, like I think her boyfriend or her her cub her cub 
Um, I think he worked for her company, but he was, yeah, he did work for a company, but he, he got in trouble because he was freelancing because they wouldn't give him the, they wouldn't give him the good jobs. Um, until uh, the psycho sister found out about him freelancing um, and offered to clean it up for him, but he had to kill Boxoon. Um, so, yeah, but I, I kind of figured it out, like, it, it, when they were in that first scene that they were in all in the cafe and I was like okay and then I I realized I, I forgot what they said someone said something I'm like oh okay um and then it was funny because the very first time that you see her and her merry bandits of killers her friends her the club the kill club um you would think her and the young and you would think that they didn't like each other just from the way they were debating and the way they were going to each other and then when he came when those people were by her car and they were harassing her and he came out and he kicked all their asses and then next thing you know they're at his little trailer by the beach getting it on I'm like oh okay <laughs> like I was, I, I was like ah I'm not mad at you girl I'm not mad at you at all and then she got up and she just went home like nah like I ain't staying tonight like I got what I needed bye <laughs> so I was like okay but I, I love that um and that was so you brought it up that scene in the cafe that was a terrific scene it was one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a movie um and that truly was and that truly gave off the John Wick vibes it was truly um at that point you're like wow um because I remember her her cub had asked her at one point would you kill me if they told you to and she never fully answered the question. You remember that? Well, yeah. And, and, but that and was she through the course. Yeah. And she never fully answered the question, right? Even though you could tell that she cared about him because she did go to the dude and she was like, you should give him a job. You should give him better jobs, you know. Um, but then it was like, okay. So I was surprised that he completely turned on her the way that he did. Like, it took nothing. No, and he had to. He really? had no choice. He, so, like, because you have to look you have to look at the full picture. So, I don't think that when he asked that question, it was just her personality. She's not going to answer it. But you can see later on, based on her other actions, that she wouldn't have done it. Um, or she would have leaned towards not doing it or trying to see how she could get around doing it. Um, but for that, on how the psycho sister was trying to figure out a way to take her down because she was mad at the amount of influence that she had over the brother, um, it wasn't... Because remember, she the psycho sister didn't, didn't necessarily first kill him, send him to kill Buxoon, she sent him to do the job that Buxoon refused to do. And in, in order to say, like, who got more influence over my brother? Who has more power in the company? And then she sent him there. But I think it's more of, remember, she found out about his unsanctioned um, jobs. He was the only one that was taking care of his father. So it was kind of like, if I get killed, which she probably threatened his life, who's going to take care of my dad? If she kills me right hand in here, who's going to take care of my dad? Like, I got to take care of my father. She found out about, like, me breaking the rules, which equals death. 
And so I think he just chose what was best for survival of not just him, but survival for his father, who he was oh, he was taking care of. Yeah, I'm about to pull a Tammy. Daddy was on his last legs. He was... Ah! <laughs> Dang! <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But, I, I mean, I, I understood... But it's kind of like, and I, the reason why I say I was surprised he turned on her so thoroughly is because of The Apprentice, you know, because what got her in this situation is, um, you know, she got The Apprentice because of the, when I remember, now you brought it up, like, so this is where the conversation just goes because everything ties in together. Now, the psycho sister, whom I really thought was the, the director when we were first introduced to them, did you not think they were lovers? Well, yes. And I think they did that on purpose. I think the director did that on purpose. The way they were all hugged up on that couch, because I, I thought she was his mistress or his side piece who just happened to work at the company, right? Mm-hmm. Because the way they were all laid up on that couch like that, I'm like, oh, damn. And then when, And then you didn't really realize that they were brother and sister until they said it. And I'm like, what in the incest is this shit? Like, I was just like, oh, goddamn. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, it was a little, and then when he choked her, when he was choking her, and she was doing that whole breath play, like she was getting off on the shit. I'm like, what in the fuck? And then she like, kissed him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all, y'all, like, yeah, y'all, y'all a little bit too close. Um, so, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have surprised me if brother and sister had banged off camera. Like it really would not have. I so okay. So like I at first that was my thought, right? And then you have to see on like how he acted and what she said afterwards. Oh, now you're thinking I'm crazy. And what makes me think is that he knew that his sister was crazy, and they had they did have a weird relationship. But I thought part of that was she was obsessed with her brother. And because that was his sister, he just took care of her. But he always knew she was psychotic because when it came to the kissing thing, he he automatically pushed her away. It's not like he waited a couple, you know, waited a couple before he pushed her. Like as soon as she kissed him, he pushed her away. So it was kind of like on her end, that was incestuous. On his end, he was like, fuck you, psycho. Like, I love you because you're my sister, but we're not like that. But see, and I, I don't know. I think at that point, I think it was because he was fully back in Gil Boxoon's orbit. And I think that whatever they had before had been rearranged, like his feelings, which had always been there. But I think just because of how close they had, they were becoming again, um, I think they reawakened in him. So I think it was like, yeah, I, I'm I'm sticking by my original story. I wouldn't be surprised if him and his sister had hit it off camera. Um, I just wouldn't be. But um, you could tell that Gil Boxoon was the love of his life, and I I love the part. And we'll get more in that. But I love the part where we meet Gil's um, or Boxoon's apprentice or mentee or whatever you want to call her, um, when she goes to the company and the sister goads her into fighting. And I'm like, she's in her, she's in her regular clothes. And, you know, and she knew, like, she had, Boxoon had an ego. And the sister knew what buttons to push. And I'm like, oh, gosh, please don't let her get her ass kicked by this little girl. She didn't break a sweat. (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
it was like not a hair was out of place she you know um and I was like okay I loved it and I loved that you know when she went on the job or the scene that she didn't do because she figured out because the news was on and she figured out that the real target was his dad and they were just using the kid as, as collateral damage to get to, to hurt his dad she wouldn't do it the and, dad set, a, set the own son up yeah and so I, I loved when um, she, she um, when they were back in the cafe and the mentee was there with everyone, she heard the exact same conversation. See, I thought that, and this goes back to, oh boy, I thought Cub, I thought he was going to make the choice that the mentee did. See, I thought the mentee would play Cub's role and try to kill her. And Cub would take the mentee's place because he, it seemed he was in love with her or he can't, you know, so I just thought the roles would be switched on that part. Uh, like they, they, that part didn't play out like I did, but I love the part where she goes at the end, she goes, you're not trying to kill me. She goes, no, I figured the survival was better with you. I had a better chance of surviving if I stuck with you. Because right. at first the girl, she was kind of like, it was like she was kind of fighting, but she wasn't fighting. And I'm like, oh, is this like a John Wick traveler thing where the traveler was doing what he could to keep him alive till the money got right? But she was like, nah, I just figured my chances of survival were better with you. So I love the little mentee girl. I was like, oh. And then I thought, oh. And then I even, I, I got couple vibes from the mentee, from her, from her intern and her daughter. I'm like, oh, they would make a cute couple. <laughs> Until she got stabbed in the neck. By, by the director. Okay, so. Now, I think, were you alluding earlier to the director being um, Boxoon Baby Daddy? Yeah. You think so? It's a possibility. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. But I don't know. But, so they had a deal. And what was the deal? Like, he gave her 15 years? No, the so deal we, was that if she ever decided to leave, it couldn't be because of her daughter, because that's the reason why he allowed her to have her daughter, so that she couldn't, so that the deal was she could never use her daughter. If he allowed her to have the kid, she could never use her daughter on the reason why she was leaving the company. Okay, so... So that's why you, th I mean, I'm, I'm not, what makes you think he might be the baby daddy? I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that's a very strong possibility. I just want to see if we're on the same page of why he, besides the obvious that they slept together, but. No, it was, just, it was the, in, in, when it was the read between the lines conversations and statements that, that he, he was making, um, I also think a very strong thing was that it was never an option for him to kill her daughter in order to keep her in line. Like that, that was not something that he was looking at. Um, but it was just a little like conversations that they were having. I can't even think off the top of my head, like the actual line, but there were a couple, it was two lines that he said and he never ever said it like, Oh, you know, because I'm her father. But it was even like when he said, well, um, her dad was a simple guy. 
And it was how he said it. Like it was it was deeper than him just being a simple guy. Like it was just things that he said when like it came life to was her. simpler back then. Like huh? it was he, like life was simpler back then. Like yeah, he wasn't like quite it, it the was director like, of the company. Yeah, he like he wasn't some... just saying that the guy was simple, but it was it was just it was just you could feel there was another message in that statement than just what he was saying on the surface. And so like I just kept thinking like is he the dad and he never like even when when he she said something to him and he was just like well why don't you um well why don't you tell her about her father or something like that and I was just like how he said it I was just like are you her father and you just agreed you let her keep the kid but you would never be involved in it like and I'm not saying it's a guarantee 100% that he was a dad I just got the vibe that it was a strong possibility that he was her father. He just wasn't yeah. daddy material in the end kind of thing. Yeah, I agree with you. And I don't, I don't, you know, I agree with you. And I think that maybe it was as he rose in the company or whatever. Um, like, cause what did, was it his sister? They were like, who said that she was your weakness? Or, and I, I think he didn't want. No, Buxoon was the one that told him. Him that she was his weakness. Yeah. So I think that she didn't want him. I think he didn't want them, Buxoon and her daughter, uh, Buxoon Jr., we just can call her BJ or Jr., um, to be held against him or, you know, for someone outside. But you know, if you would have if you would have come for Boxoon's daughter, I think you would that just would have got you an instant death wish. Like that would in in her circles, think about how John Wick was the Baba Yaga. Like she was Baba Yaga's apprentice. Like, you know, she was the <laughs> Korean version of John Wick. Um, so I, I don't think too many people would have made that mistake of going after her daughter, except for the psychotic sister. And that's the one thing I hate that we didn't see. I wish, I wish we could have seen how she really seen how she took the sister out. Like, because that bitch, that bitch deserved it. But I mean, I wasn't surprised that she, I wasn't surprised, but I just wish we could have seen how she took the sister out. Because we see her go to the sister and they start, they have the conversation. And the next time we see the sister, she is dead. And then the bloody knife is being sent to her brother which basically is if they sent you a bloody knife, it was your challenge to them to come get you, um, that you were challenging them to more or less an assassin's duel. Did I explain that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it would not surprise me in the least if he had actually turned out to be the baby daddy. But then the thing that got me is, okay, you're, if why, like, the lie feed to her daughter. That was fucked up. The what? The lie feed. Oh, that was perfection. Why do you say it's perfection? Because it hurt more than killing her or her daughter. It hurt more. Because all she kept thinking was, does she know? Does she know? Because you got to remember, that was the one thing she wanted to keep away from her daughter. Even when her daughter said about her seeing the gun and everything, and she's like, are you part of the CIA? Is that what it is? Like, her whole thing was keeping that whole life away. And I'm sure that was the deal that they made, that her daughter was kept away, from protected from that, that life that she lived. So 
it, it's like it will hurt you, but it's very municipal. But to know that for the rest of your life, your daughter knows exactly who you are. It destroys the image that she would have of her mother. Just being a regular old soccer mom kind of thing. It was it was destroying the image of the soccer mom. And I think I was very surprised, but I was just like, oh, I can see why. I can see why. Yeah, but it backfired because I think it gave her more clarity and understanding. Like it answered the questions that she had, that she'd had. And I think it also answered the question that she, the question about herself. Like it helped her understand. Again, once, once she got that clarity, like, um, it, it helped her understand a little bit more about herself where that aforementioned darkness comes from because when she went back to the school to say goodbye to her friend I'm like oh is she gonna kill her is she gonna kill her right here now and then when she gives her a hug she goes you don't want to say bye to your very best friend and um and then she picks her and then she stands up and she hugs her she goes see I didn't know until this exact moment whether I was going to kill you or kiss you and I'm like oh god damn and I'm like yep you are your mother's daughter and you could tell she meant that like again that wasn't her being hyperbolic she meant that it was like oh shit so um but yeah I I I I loved it did you so did you have a favorite character or a favorite thing that we haven't mentioned um, I would just say my the, the fight scene um, in the cafe when um, she was fighting all the assassins um, was a very, very good scene, as well as when she was fighting um, her protege. Um, so when they were fighting and, you know, she, like, cuts her. Basically, she would have cut her. She actually had a real knife. And then she was just like, oh, okay, we playing that game? Okay, let's end this now. And then she took the cap off of the marker and just cro- right across her neck. Oh, you're dead. And it was just a simple thing and then got dressed and then left. Um, I think those two scenes were my favorite scenes of the whole entire movie. Yeah, that that was both of them were perfection. Um, it was like because she was I'm with you when she when she was like, "Oh, you'd be cut," and she's like, "Oh, okay, you may have cut me, but I'm about to fuck up your artery. You about to ble- you about to bleed all the way out." So, um, but yeah, um, I I would love to see um do you think there should be a part two yes i do too do you think it should be based on gil Gil or her daughter or both no not her daughter at all the one of the best things about the movie is that it really was her daughter completely staying out of her life and i think that should continue bringing the daughter in just I think it messes up what made the movie so good on the separation of her personal life with her professional life. Um, now, her daughter knowing, yeah, great, but I would still push for her daughter to live her life normally. So um, it would have to be on uh, Kill Buck soon. She made her reputation. Now she got to deal with the fallout of killing the leader. Okay. I can see that. I, I... Um, I can see either or. Um, I think if they did it set in present day, I think that it should definitely be boxing should be the 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 focus, and like you said, probably based on the fallout. 
Um, I could also see you doing a fast forward a few years and giving her a fully grown daughter and seeing how what life her daughter chose. Um, if that were the case, um, someone may be killing her mom and she, you know, she gets activated or what have you. But I would also love to see um, not necessarily a movie. I think what would be more interesting would probably be a prequel series to see how Boxoon became Boxoon because those flashbacks, um, they were bits of perfection and they left you with so many questions. Like um, one of the scenes, and I, I think this was also one of my favorite scenes, is when she walks in on the director, he's not the director at the time, about to kill her father. And, um, you know, and she was like, damn it, I should have stayed in, I, I should have stayed in math or whatever class she was skipping. And then they have that conversation and he's like, well, you've seen my face and what, may, you know, and then she basically, she's like, fuck, I'm tired of this. And she just pushes the thing, the chair or the ottoman or whatever from underneath her father. And she goes, now you've seen my face. Now you have to lie for me. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and so I think um, I would love to just see a prequel series. Um, and I think that would be that if they did a prequel, I think it would be better served as a series, like just to see her and maybe we would get an idea of who the baby daddy was. But um, I think this franchise just has so many different options because it was just that good. Huh. Would you go for a prequel series? No. <laughs> no. No, I think keep the movie series like just like um uh what you call it, John Wick, but still have the flashbacks as you slowly learn more about her in the background, but not a prequel. I wouldn't go for a prequel. I think a prequel would be really, really interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so what are you rating this? What are you rating Killbox? Um, I'm going to rate Killbox soon uh, four stars, four stars, <laughs> um, four popcorns. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it kept the action up and it gave me a feel of John Wick. And I love John Wick. I think John Wick is one of the best um, movie action series um, about basically what you would call to be an assassin. Uh, so, yeah. So four popcorns. What about you? Um, gosh, we're in, I think we're in agreement again. Um, I'm giving it four popcorns as well. I agree. Um, it was giving John Wick all over the place. Um, female uh, protagonist. And I, like I said, I love a good kick-ass female um, protagonist. Um, and I love that, you know, I love that she was older. I love that, you know, she was in her bag. And I love things that just show women um, being kick-ass women. And I love that she was a strong woman. Um, an independent woman. I, I love the fact that she was a single mom. And um, it, it, I just love the nuance in the, the way they told the story. So I would highly recommend um, Kill Boxing to anyone who loves uh, the action and who, uh, who has a good stomach for action and um, some gratuitous violence, you know, but like I said, <laughs> if, you, if you're a John Wick fan, I think you would be a, a fan of Kill Boxing. And um, I hope that we get to see more um box soon I, I would love it if we did so um i guess that does it for this week's episode of the popcorn lineup please be sure to like listen follow and comment anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast um you can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwindown.com that's it that's the plug pop, 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 pop. and 
thank you as always. And be sure to join us next week when we talk Netflix's The Night Agent. And spoiler alert, it took Netflix six days to renew The Night Agent. So we're going to see, was it worth this fast renewal? And you know, that is like light years. That is like super quick turnaround for Netflix. It could take them six years to renew some shit. So was The Night Agent worth the quick renewal? Tune in next week and find out. Until then, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.